Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday the 9th of October 2022. Rose? Yeah. It's Control. All okay? Tell me she's not in the void. I'm fine. I'm just in the middle of something. Okay, you have 30 hours. Give us a shout if you need us. Rose? Ah, she's gone. Right, Jackie. Where were we? Please, no more of that incoherent data. Decoherence data. Good morrow! I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, this is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama and this podcast, all for the love of stories. Oh, it's like a tagline. Any second now, we'll be straight into the good review guide, Uh, although we might have a chat before, I don't know, I I don't know if we've got anything to talk about. Uh, Taking a look at I, Jacoby, I've put I with an apostrophe, but it's actually I with a comma. Uh, It looks like it could be French, like Le Jacoby. Uh, anyway, this features a, a prolific Big Finish contributor, Scott Handcock, uh, chatting with Derek Jacobi. Sir Derek Jacobi, that is. And we'll also be looking at the reviews for Jenny, the Doctor's daughter, still running. I don't know why in the hell I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> too late to back out now. Too late, too late. So the best thing for us to do is to keep ourselves moving. Therefore, we're going to need that reactor for the ship. Then we go behind the scenes with Rose Tyler, the Dimension Cannon. Other World, starring, you guessed it, Billy Piper. Marvellous. My name is Billy Piper and I play Rose Tyler. Hold on to your ear things because listeners' emails are back or is back, whichever way you want to look at it. Sucking your fabulous missives from the email address podcast at bigfinish.com. That's a really weird phrase. I didn't really <laughs> realise how weird that was until I read it out. And we got some corkers for you. And in our also available segment, we look at another icon of Doctor Who with Eric Roberts, starring in Master 2 Nemesis Express. I am the master. Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Benji will now activate a time-bending, mind-bending sneaky preview clip. It's so good to see you, Doctor. Uh, And then um, it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease. This week it's Rose Tyler, the Dimension Cannon 2, Other Worlds, Saltwater by Alison Winter. Not bad. Always a bonus. Home, sweet... Home! Ow! Now, what would you like to chat about? What have you been up to? Anything either of us can reveal? UFO what? for me. I'm oh, working you've your been on your old UFO. UFO scripts, yes. Recording Do you in know, a couple was, of weeks' time. I, I was sort of thinking about UFO last night because I was um, looking on BritBox and um, UFO's on there. Yes. And whilst I didn't watch it, because oh. I, I just I just wasn't in the mood to watch oh. UFO at the time. I stopped to marvel at the gorgeous artwork on there. It's just utterly beautiful. It's good, isn't it? Stunning, and it made me think. I thought, well, oh, I must, I must, you know, spend some time and, and watch a bit of UFO. Definitely. It is brilliant. It's, it's great telly, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's fascinating as well because uh, the uh, well, I say it's fascinating to me. This is where everyone goes mm-hmm. um, because the broadcast order that they've got it in there. It, UFO fans will know that they had a filming break with UFO, where they rejigged the cast simply because 
I think one of the studios was no longer available, so they moved it to another studio. And in that gap, some of the cast who weren't contracted over a long period weren't available to come back. So George Sewell, for example, isn't there, and they put Wanda Ventham in as uh, command uh, Colonel Lake. Uh, so you get what they did was alternate them so you get one team and then the next team in and and they are very different styles of episodes very very different be, yeah. different styles of writing as well and the plot unfolds at different rates so i i i find that interesting yeah, it's interesting i i like things like that it's, it's a bit of telly history isn't it there you know, the way in which things were yeah. done have you got anything that you're working on that you can mention that yeah, well, I've been secret. working on a lot of back-to-back uh, -back Eighth Doctor bits and bobs, which has been proving to be great fun. That's the new um, box set title, isn't it? Eighth Doctor uh, bits and bobs. <laughs> bits and bobs. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. Um, no, it's not. Um, it, we've got connections and what lies inside are the two, and uh, oh, it's just it's very exciting. You know, it's always a joy to to work on Eighth Doctor stuff. Anyway, I've been doing it for such a long time now. I realise since since Doom Coalition Two, wow, uh, I've wow. been working on that range so it's been quite quite a while but um what's nice about this is um is that it's rare often i will do an eighth doctor box set and yeah. then do a lot of other bits and bobs and then come back to one but what's strange about this is that i've, I've gone from doing one straight into doing another so it's a real pr prolonged period of um of doctor who but it's great fun i've been listening to a lot of you this week nick Oh, uh, bit of Dalek action, isn't it? Dalek action, yeah, yeah. So it's great fun. Yeah. Love it. And no, it makes you dealing with how... the inevitably missed lines that I have to go back and pick up. <laughs> <laughs> you bless you. Yeah, well, I remember you recorded them in the sweltering heat of your shed. I seem to recall. Wow. Oh, and you, I just need to get this done as quickly as possible because it's so hot in here. It's so hot in here. <laughs> Funny to think of that now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah now we're all freezing cold. I am um, sitting there wearing. Wearing what? A million layers. I, I actually bought a jumper last week. Of, of all places, I was in such a boring town. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's about it's about impulse purchases. Yes, purchases. Yeah, this is good. We like it. Yeah. I was in Sainsbury's, not looking for clothes. No, and you, um, wouldn't you know, just, 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 have, just, yeah. just getting some food. You know, do yeah, what you yeah, do yeah, when you yeah. go to Sainsbury's. Yeah. And I looked over, and there was a rather fetching burgundy jumper that looked incredibly <laughs> fetching. Warm. That's that's a lovely, wonderfully word. fetching. And I, I looked at it. I just thought. As as I've just said, I thought to myself, that is a very fetching jumper. And it was for just getting a, a window price. into Benji's thoughts here, yeah. folks. And so I purchased it. I took it upon myself to get this jumper. And it turned out that it was very cold that week. Yeah. And uh, I can confidently say that I have worn that jumper every day, uh, hours upon hours on end. And it has proven every... I have squeezed in this short period of time, every penny out of that purchase, I would say, is absolutely worth its weight in gold so my message to you listeners out there is if you if you're shopping and you see a fetching jumper just just get it get it without it. without question just do it listeners benji's not wearing it now though i'm not no i'm wearing a t-shirt at the moment but I'll, I'll probably transition to wearing it later okay well you can see i'm wearing a jumper i've been wearing a jumper for quite a few days now that's yeah, you're a real, you're a jumperman, aren't you? Well, I'm a jacketman as well, but uh, you are. But the good thing about a jumper yeah, yeah. is you can wear a jacket over it. Well, as I did just now when I went up the road to buy a lovely loaf of uh, spelt bread. Spelt you know, have you bread. Of spelt. I've never heard of. It's spelt. a type of wheat. Spelt bread. Yeah, you tell us what spelt's about. He's looking it up on the interwebatron. What is spelt bread? 
Yeah, that's uh, the question. Spelt bread is made out of spelt flour instead of wheat flour. Depending on the recipe, spelt breads can contain 100% spelt flour or a blend of spelt and wheat flours. Oh. So, spelt bread is a kind of... I love the way it just... So, it's a, it's a kind of, you know, rye bread or oat grain bread uh, that contains grain flour that is something other than wheat. There we go. It's meant to be slightly better for you. It contains more nutrients. But I, I just chose it from the local bakery. I just said, oh, can I try that? What's that? And, the, of course, the girl behind the counter didn't know anything about it. She <laughs> said, well, it's, she, uh, it's just a kind of bread. I thought, well, I know that because I can see it's a loaf. I thought you were going to do the joke. So, well, it's, it's spelt bread. And you say, yes, I know. I've, I've, I, can, I can read. <laughs> But, but you know, oh dear, that is uh, yeah, a so, good gag. Uh, uh, <laughs> that says Benji of his own gag. Um, <laughs> I, so yes, I did wear a jacket over my jumper. Going excellent. I've, I've also back on topic. What? How dare you? Um, I uh, I've got myself uh, uh, a commission for doing um, the music for one of the stories in the next first Doctor box set Ooh, i thought you were gonna say i've got myself a commission to do the music for hovis bread or something <laughs> i've got a f- oh that's already been well, done you, you're gonna have great fun you've got to at some point you've got to fit in this is my request yeah. you've got to fit in an organ because really? I, when i think of first yeah because when i think of first doctor oh, you think doctor the Who, dalek invasion of earth i do with that with the really scary organ and then i think they've used like claves or something on the top and a bit of and a bit of um xylophone yes. over the top to kind of I, I don't know why i think of that well i'm already do. assembling my instruments i'm not having organ because i think that will sound too pertwee-ish i know they used it differently then but I'm I'm mm. I'm doing I'm going more Norman K stroke early Dudley Simpson. I've got Ooh, okay. harp, harp and uh, clarinet, flute, recorder, timpani, obviously, and dun, 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 and you know a yeah. bit of snare in there and uh, solid yeah. choices. I don't solid I don't choices. I think yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It, it came about because um, a time yeah. You know, I can't explain it. Uh, sound designer schedules really is the thing, and the sound designer stroke uh, musician we wanted to do it was very keen to do it, but just didn't have the time to complete it. And so we've got another sound designer who is brilliant. It's Luke Pietnik, who I think his superb. work is superb, astounding. Superb. Actually, he did the the Gulf for me eons ago. Now it was great. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, were you, were you, so were you the caddy? That's the gulf, <laughs> not the golf. <laughs> Sorry, just, what, what am I like? Uh, uh, yes, he, he's very, he's very good in that. Yeah. Uh, so, but he doesn't do music. So I said, oh well. I know, a, I know a chap. I know a chap. I'm not saying that Heather Challenge was cross for me, cross with me for taking that <laughs> commission. Oh. But she did. She looked a little bit disapproving when I told her because she's very much aware of what I have to get. Doing. Talking of what we have to do, um, we'd better get on, hadn't we? we better get on indeed. Well, uh, of course, it's time now for oh, the Good yes. Review Guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions and helping recommend them for you. And yes, it's the Good Review Guy. <laughs> we said it's that me. last time. Uh, as promised, uh, this week we're looking at I, Jacoby. I, Jacoby. Had to do it. I and I. Jenny, the doctor's daughter, still running. Let's start with I, Jacoby. From Big Finish Productions. Big Finish in Conversation. I, Jacoby. 
You were born on the 22nd of October 1938. Yes. In your family home in Leytonstone. Yes. And we both ended up in an oxygen tent. Oh. I took nearly 40 hours to come out. You missed your queue. I missed my queue. I've <laughs> never had such a late entrance in my life. <laughs> but I did take a long while, and uh, she was in a poor state, and we were both shoved in a, an oxygen tent um, immediately after. And this was your mother, Daisy? Yep. And your father was Alfred? Yep. What are your memories of them as parents growing up? Oh, I adored them. I was an only child, mm. um, and they were my friends as well as my parents. Totally supportive. Of course, I didn't see Dad until really very much until the war was mm. over because he he was stationed not abroad. He was stationed in various places all over the country. And uh, he was kind of the, the, the person who sent me Bakelite planes <laughs> through the post and that sort of thing. I adored him. I adored both of them. And I owe them so much, so much. Um... They made my life very, very easy, which was a good thing and a bad thing because it, uh, I wasn't used to knocks. I wasn't used to disappointment. I wasn't used to anything that wasn't absolutely lovely. Mm. You know. Do you think you're still quite a sensitive soul in that sense? I th- yes, I think I, I think I am. I think I am. I'm, I'm, you know, as an actor, I don't court... Uh, publicity or notoriety. Mm. I'd rather let the work speak for itself and and then shut my mouth about other things. I don't know why the hell I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Too late to back out now. Too late, too late. Big Finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type iJacoby into the search page to enjoy this rather lovely chat with an icon of the British acting profession. An icon. Uh, First up, apparently I'm reading this, uh, warpfactor.com, Matthew Kressel says, the conversational tone of I, Jacoby, is also owed to its interviewer. Scott Hancock does what every good interviewer ought to do. Help the person they're talking with bring out the best stories and anecdotes. Hancock and Jacoby have a strong working relationship, allowing Hancock to ask the actor about stories and things that Jacoby has mentioned during his time with Big Finish. Hancock also shows off the research he's done. Yes, he just picks up an exercise book and waves it around. Uh, Surprising Jacoby at times with how much digging he's done, all of which ultimately leaves I, Jacoby, as a thoroughly fascinating listen. One that sees interviewee and interviewer alike, bringing out some wonderful stories from the life and career of the legendary actor. For fans of Jacoby's work, or with an interest in British drama, this release is insightful, funny and poignant in places to listen to. Not to mention, highly recommended. Wow, nice one, Matthew. Next up, Ian McArdle from Indie Mac User says, Scott Hancock is an excellent interviewer and was clearly very well prepared. To be fair, we expected he would be given his work on the podcast from Queer to Eternity. He brings his subject gently back on topic when required and knows what anecdotes to trigger. The pair clearly have a warm working relationship too, which makes the conversation flow easily. Mm. Far more than just a chat through a memorable career, I came away with a real sense of the man who is sharp, insightful and funny too. 
beautiful, lovely. Uh, and from the timescales, Dan the Man, 2150 AD. <laughs> Dan, Dan the Van, the man who can. <laughs> he says, uh, three hours of Sir Derek Jacobi discussing his entire life. What a fantastic way to spend an afternoon. I should have done something more productive in all honesty, but once I started, I was hooked and then had to listen to the entire thing in one go. Highly recommended, even if you are just a casual fan of Jacoby. Is there such a thing? A casual fan? You have to love him totally. 10 out of 10. Anyway, nice one. Thank you, Dan the Man. Well, next up, we've got Jenny, the doctor's daughter, still running. You want the story? Sure, I'll tell you the story. It's a good one. It's got it all. Good versus evil, gunfights and jail cells. A race against time with a tragic ending. Late jump completed. That was fun. The Jenny 8 is a very good ship. Not the name of the craft. It is the name of the craft. Should we do it again? From Big Finish Productions, Jenny, the doctor's daughter, still running. So the best thing for us to do is to keep ourselves moving. Therefore, we're going to need that reactor for the ship. And to get that, we need to go... Inside the Moldavarium. Seriously? I'm just trying to keep it light. The girl and the boy just entered the building. Monitor them. I want to know everything they do and anyone they speak to. This will become the home of a new cyber race. The Cybermen will be victorious. There is no way of this Stop and surrender. I wish we knew why it was trying to kill us, you know? It's just a reason would be nice. I'm sure it's nothing personal. Security alert in order room 9. Noah, grab Geraldine, then grab me. You will be detained for security. Oh no, we won't. Big finish. We love stories. Now, hold tight everyone. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Allons-y. I don't know why I said that. Just go to bigfinish.com and type still running into the search pane at the top to find this one. Does that work? And should we uh, see if it works? Actually, typing. Let's still give it running. a go. Why not? Still running. Still. Running. <laughs> I went to type in big finish, and I just typed in bog and clicked enter for some reason. <laughs> bog finish. Yes, it does work. Uh, if you type does still it? running, Excellent. you get it there. there yes, it, it does. It does. Oh. Good. Anyway, Marvelous. first up, uh, we made this network.com. Lachlan Haycock says some big finish ranges are more com- comedy. I was going to say comedic, but it says comedy. Comedy centric than others. The raucousness of Missy springs to mind. That was uh, a raucous mind uh, effect. And Jenny, the doctor's daughter, is one of them. Tennant is on record saying she wanted this series to be funny and accessible for all ages. Still running is all that and more. There's heart, action, humour, excitement, and usually a happy ending, or at least a hopeful one, which makes these stories a diverting way to spend a few hours. And who doesn't want to be diverted, I say unto you, Benji? People on the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> very sharp it's true, very it's true sharp. isn't it it's true I just want well, to emphasize blocked. there was no editing there you just came out with that straight away I, I certainly did yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh he's on form today he's on form I, could, I uh, could just edit it differently so that you say it right at the beginning of the podcast with no context then that would spoil it wouldn't it or I say something completely not funny and not not in you know just potato salad found there yeah yeah oh he's, he's he, there's no editing there um, <laughs> we've got another one here from um, blogtohoo.com Peter Nolan uh-huh. and I like the name Peter Nolan because it feels like the type of he feels like he should be an actor 
like in you know like a 70s actor who would have been in everything like yeah. you can just imagine that of course yeah it stars Peter Nolan I mean you know who's who's Peter Nolan oh you know he's in loads of things he was in this he was in that he's one of that that's like that type of name isn't it do you know what I mean yeah I mean he is he's the founding director of the University Centre of Development Studies for Jesus College in um, Cambridge <laughs> Well, there we go. He was in that. Peter Nolan, Peter Hugh Nolan, CBE, born in 1949. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It does. Isn't he the name? No, I'm thinking of Christopher Nolan, the director, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, there's Christopher Nolan. Mm. If you type in Peter Nolan IMDb, you'll find that he was. Uh, he was. He was. He's been a camera operator for quite a few things: The Wrestler, Royal Pains, Rescue Me, The Good Wife. Uh, there we go. Is it the same guy? We will never know. Um, <laughs> and we will I, never I, care. I don't. No, no, well, quite, quite. But um, I can tell you that Peter Nolan says, genre fans routinely fall into the trap into assuming darker, assuming, assuming darker is better than angst is more adult and that cynicism is cool. Doctor Who fans certainly aren't immune to that. But what still running's mean? formula, <laughs> still running's formula of breezy wit, wholesome adventure and cheerful banter hits the perfect spot. Oh. Having carved out its own niche in the Doctor Who universe, it's a place it would be a crime not to visit again. Nicely put, Peter Nolan, the famous camera operator. Sci-Fi Pulse.net, Razor Devereaux says, Georgia Tennant and Sean Biggerstaff continue to bounce off each other with sparkling chemistry and perfect timing. I must also commend their top-notch supporting cast. You must, Razor, you must. That said, there are two standout performances. First, Simon Fisher Becker is everything listeners could want as Dorian Maldivar. Second, Sean Phillips commits to every layer of her role. 9.5 out of 10. Well, I hope that wasn't Sean not committing to all of the layers. Um, but anyway, there was 0.5 was apparently no good. <laughs> <laughs> I love these reviews like that. Uh, 9.8271 recurring out of 10. I see. Uh, well, whoreview.com, uh, we don't know who gave this review, but no. um, shout out to them regardless. Uh, Jenny Still Running takes a fun but shallow first box set and takes the series in exciting new directions. Ooh. Adding in layers of darkness and overarching plot points. Uh, I love overarching plot points, don't you? Yeah, they're just great, aren't they? Just oh. really hold things up it's a great they? design yeah. feature it certainly is I believe the Romans really championed them uh, whilst none of these four stories necessarily blew this listener away okay, okay. Um, none of them were bad either and okay. bolstered by a captivating central performance from Georgia Tennant uh, their sense of fun and variety make this set overall, overall. a success Ooh. there we go um, here's hoping we don't have to wait three more years to see where Jenny and Noah go next, particularly after that cliffhanger. Recommended. Yeah, so that's good that it's recommended. There's there's a, a point where it kind of goes a bit damp in there, doesn't it? It goes a bit, well, so, you know, it didn't blow me away. Recommend. But anyway, look, thank you for reviewing it. Um, I'm just uh, giving you a hard time for no good reason. <laughs> that's <laughs> it for the reviews this week. Next time, we'll be talking about Unit Nemesis 1. Between two worlds. I was going to say slices of bread, but that wouldn't be funny. Spelt. Spelt bread. <laughs> Spelt bread. Yes, I know. It's, of I course know. it's like B-R-E-A-D. B-R-E-D. Bread. <laughs> um. <laughs> Bread.
still to come on the podcast, we'll be going behind the scenes with Master 2, Nemesis Express. So don't forget to dress for the occasion. <laughs> I thought you might get that reference. Love it, love it. Uh, it never gets old, or does it? But Doesn't. first, even though this says you're meant to be saying it, Benji, I'm sure it's meant to be me. Uh, let's just delve behind the scenes with Rose Tyler, the Dimension Canon 2, Other Worlds. Over to Emily Cook and Helen Goldwyn. Hello, I'm Emily Cook and I'm the producer of Rose Tyler, The Dimension Canon, Volume 2. Hi, I'm Helen Goldwyn and I am the director of Rose Tyler, The Dimension Canon, Volume 2. To the skies, save lives, look to the skies, save lives. This is not an act of war by our neighbours. This is an unintentional consequence of off-world activity. We must not self-destruct over a misunderstanding. And it's our first time of working together, isn't it, it, Helen? Yeah, I'm really just thrilled to have um, a a fellow female (laughs) producing. It's a lovely kind of uh, evolution, isn't it? And um, it's just been great establishing that relationship, the back and forth of emails and understanding how the other one likes to communicate and how the other one likes to work and what things you need from me and what things I need from you. I thought it's it's all gone very nicely. We kind of decided that volume two is going to be a bit more of the same um, in terms of Rose visiting different parallel universes to try to find the Doctor because there's so much scope with that. You could do that, we were saying earlier, you could do that indefinitely. Yes, yeah, it's a whole TV series in its own right, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we decided volume two would be more of that and then we would maybe take the story on further um, in future box sets. Ah, fingers crossed. Um, Yeah, fingers (laughs) crossed for that. Uh, That's the thinking really and then it was just a case of um, finding our writers and getting them to pitch ideas for which worlds Rose might visit next. Amateur radio astrologist in the group you see. For a while we were picking up something, this thrum and now there are reports of it from scientists all over the world. Hi, I'm Ali Winter and I wrote the episode Saltwater. For this story, I wanted to do something light-hearted and optimistic, but in order to do that, I wanted to create something pretty dark. I immediately have Rose arrive in a parallel world, which initially appears identical to hers, but I take that familiarity and immediately confront her with the deaths of this world's Jackie and Pete. She tries to keep a professional distance and stick to the mission, but it's really very real for her. In terms of the threat in this episode, I basically double it so it's not just one way that the world might end, but two, which is a lot. Don't suppose you know a Jackie Tyler that lives here? Jackie Prentice? Maybe a Pete? Didn't you hear? No? They died in the fire. They were the targets. What? And what a privilege to be working with Billy. I mean, you've you've directed Billy before. So yes. how excited were you when you heard there was going to be a second box set? Well, really delighted. Um, I, after I'd worked with Billy on Series 1, I just said to everyone that I talked to about it that she's one of the best, just one of the best actors I've worked with. And you maybe come with preconceptions because you know someone from... having seen them in one thing I suppose the main thing I'd seen her in was Doctor Who Uh, and of course her range is incredible and just the spontaneity of how she acts the the delivery that she gives is unique to her you know there are some people who come in and give an absolutely solid as you would expect performance but with Billy everything is fresh and unexpected and different every time and there's just something about her quality that's so so special 
Yeah, I totally agree. I'd not met her before today and I think you can always pick up on someone's energy very quickly and the first time I saw her in the green room I just thought this is going to be a good day. Mm. She's going to be good to work with mm-hmm. and Rose was my gateway companion to oh. Doctor Who. <laughs> so it was a very exciting prospect oh. to be producing some new Rose stories. I was a big Rose fan girl, still am. If you don't want people talking to you then why are you here? TV cameras. We've got to get the word out. Put up a show. Gives people hope. Like Pete Tyler's videos. You helped him. I can help you. My name is Billy Piper and I play Rose Tyler. I really enjoyed Saltwater. I, I very much like Rose and Clive together as a duo. There's something very touching about it. Or maybe I just have an emotional connection to it because it was one of the first... Um, relationships my character forged in the reboot of Doctor Who. Um, So giving them more life is uh, really lovely. And yeah, I mean, it's it's, as always with um, Doctor Who scripts, it feels like it's operating on so many levels because I'm getting a lot of our um, real life issues coming through on this episode. Um, You know, I sort of feel like... Doctor Who is political in many ways. Um, uh, so, as always, I have a, 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 I immediately have a sort of axe to grind with it um, and the sort of subtext. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's it's um, engaging, and you know, it's sort of mining the relationships of uh, Rose and her uh, Rose with her parents and all of those sort of dynamics, which is, um, to be honest, my favourite stuff. Rose, ready to come back? Mum, where's Clive? He showed me how to shift you. I can just... No, Mum, I'm not leaving yet. I need to help someone. It was thrilling to arrive today and see um, my other mother outside. Um... Yeah, it's all. It feel. It genuinely feels like coming home when I hang out with the um, the cast and the crew of Doctor Who. Um, it's like a big, warm, fleecy blanket. Rose. Ah, she's gone. Right, Jackie. Where were we? Please, no more of that incoherent data. Decoherence data. I'm. Camille Kajuri and I play Jackie Tyler. Yeah, I'm so hugely excited. It's always just a joy, isn't it? It's a dream. I love her beyond life itself, Billy. And so to get to play our old roles again together in another adventure, it's always it's just... You never expect it, I think, and it's such a joy. It's just brilliant fun. I'm so excited and very happy. <laughs> always the flipping hero, Pete Tyler. Leaving us right in it. It's a Torchwood emergency, Jackie. Pete did show me what to do and it's all here. It's all really surprising. It never ceases to uh, amaze me how um, these characters still have a life. It it just doesn't. I I just think, wow, gosh, here we are. And it is, it's it's been like 17 years, I think, since two, two, it has, isn't it, 2004. And And we're coming into its... 18th year aren't we in 22 and I would never have imagined that um, these characters would be around forever people always said oh you'll be doing this and you'll be doing but I never believed them and so 
It's such a huge honour, such a huge privilege to still be playing Jackie. And you'll find the Rose Tyler Dimension Canon Other Worlds at bigfinish.com. Just type Other Worlds into the search pane to find it. Oh, yes. Okay, you've been waiting for it. So here it is, in all its glory, returning. Did you think it would never come back? Oh, no. Listeners' emails. Excellent. Well, that's uh, it for the emails. Thank you so much. And next week, you Some can. Kind of edit occurred, they've yeah. gone. No, no, it's no, no, it's, it's fine. No, the emails are here, and if you want to send them in, you can. You don't even need to to spell them if you don't want spelt. to, because the bread it's can spelt. do that for you. Spelt bread, you see. Uh, but just send your emails to podcastbigfinish.com, and we will read them out. Uh, we can't always guarantee, but we certainly try. Phil Johnson here has got one. I love the subject of this one. I'm sitting in the biggest chair man's ever made. <laughs> Um, talk about a way of getting our attention uh, hi chaps I was wondering if you could give us any info regarding hi there regarding the wonderful Space 1999 series a big finish birthed back in 2019 mm. without a doubt it's my personal favourite big finish series oh. outside of who uh, since the joys of the prisoner which I consistently revisit Nick you didn't epic job on this you must be really chuffed with how successful it was and how loved it still is well i am now you've said that yes thanks phil so far in 2022 we've had or are getting two ufo sets four unit related sets four blake seven spin-offs two master sets two unbound stories the wonderfully mind-boggling list goes on uh oh, if i if i hadn't read that i would have also said and a partridge in a pear tree um <laughs> Uh, however, oh, oh, uh, only one extremely amazing Space 1999 set, the simply brilliant Earthbound. Looking back, we've only had three sets in total since it launched. Um, that's not even one a year, sob. Um, this makes me a tad sad, as this series is just so, so good. From the production right through to the quality performances of the actors, particularly Mr. Bonnar. Mm. Uh, are you in position to tell us if we will be getting are you in a position to tell us if we will be getting more moon base based shenanigans anytime soon or is it a case of difficulties bringing all the team together to record and that the moon was temporarily drifted out of orbit <laughs> I'll do that or that the moon has temporarily drifted out of orbit <laughs> I was wondering if you have any plans or might consider bringing back some of the countermeasures team to resolve their stories. I always felt that the final box set left a few doors open. I always assumed that the team was ultimately absorbed by unit. Wouldn't it be great to hear the brig meet group captain Gilmore, chunky Gilmore, uh, <laughs> or uh, the master pit his wits with Satobi Kinsella? Just the thought. Uh, by the way, how lovely it was to hear the wonderful tones of Hugh Ross again in The Keeper of Light. War Doctor Battlegrounds. Such a great actor. Yeah, brilliant. As a big Finnish fan since I first bought the double box set of Sirens of Time way back when the world was young, I thank you all for your continuous love and devotion to what you do and create. I own or have listened to almost everything you've done since those dark and dusty days. Uh. <laughs> Dust everywhere. <laughs> uh, it, it always leaves me in awe of just how you've grown and evolved. Don't ever stop with 
five, four or five, one, two, four, four exclamation marks there. Uh, best wishes and total respect, PJ. Thank you, in his PJs. Hey, uh, there are a few things to answer here, aren't there? Mm. Um, there is another box set of Space 1999 coming. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's really difficult to get all the actors together. That's the problem where you have a series with a whole load of uh, um, regulars. So, yeah, but that is very much in the works. Um, UFO, the second box set, will come out uh, early next year, actually. As I mentioned earlier, working on the scripts, finishing the scripts, recording in a couple of weeks' time. Then all the post-production has to go in um nice ideas on the countermeasures team you know one of our problems is that basically we can only release a maximum of eight releases a month from big finish in terms of being able to promote stuff and in terms of the warehouse being able to cope with it so there's your problem sometimes we just have to let things wait for a while um Yes, uh, but interesting ideas about... I don't know whether countermeasures did get absorbed into unit. That seems like the obvious solution. Anyway, hmm. anyway, uh, next up from our Indie Mac user friend, Ian McArdle. Hello there, Nick and Benji. This harks back to a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I was amused by your voyage to the bottom of the sea chat in this week's podcast. Uh, 2509-22 Unbound Dr. Anderson. Uh, sh uh, shouting Harlan Ellison as Nick searched for the writer's name. Do you remember? I kept, I kept saying, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I sent it to you after the podcast, didn't I? I said, it was Harlan Ellison. It was Harlan Ellison. It suddenly just came to me uh it got me a few looks on the euston road as you can imagine imagine ian mccardle walking along the euston road going harlan ellison harlan ellison <laughs> ellison was quite the doctor who fan too i love this quote from him this is good uh, i stood my ground there on the lecture platform at the world science fiction convention and i repeated the heretical words that had sent them into animal hysterics star wars is adolescent nonsense close encounters is obscurest drivel star trek can turn your brains into puree of bat guano and the greatest science fiction series of all time is doctor who and i'll take you all on one by one or all in a bunch to back it up said harlan ellison about doctor who ellison not only loved doctor who but was a great influence on Babylon 5 too. However, the model-breaking anecdote was new to me, but I did find a mention online, and you had a look at this, didn't you, as well, Benji? Which certainly is, did, which yeah. Is, um, uh, where is, it sounds like the scuffle not only did for a model of the Sea View, but also the ABC network censors pelvis too. Ouch. Yes, it wasn't. I thought it was one of the execs, but he had an, an argument with the censor, and he, he launched across the table and... Um, the model of the sea view which was the submarine in voyage to the bottom of the sea <laughs> fell and cracked the uh, abc network sensors pelvis <laughs> i shouldn't <laughs> laugh at that i'm sure it's not true <clears throat> it appears ellison wrote under the pseudonym cordwainer bird on the show hence why benji didn't find it and there we go i wish i wish i could be called cordwainer bird what a great name yeah why why did he do that what does that mean even uh, i used to adore those shows on repeat voyage the time tunnel yeah brilliant land of the giants and of course lost in space a glorious age of pulp tv sci-fi uh, yeah pulp being the operative word uh, anyhow love the show keep up the work cheers ian mccardle thank you ian that was a very special email for me well, I've got some information here. Apparently, the Zen Military, which is a book written by Alistair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart's 
granddaughter um, states that unit had its roots in the intrusion intrusion countermeasures group. Uh, so, um, so if you yeah, who made the book, that up there? Well, quite, quite. It was, I don't know. It doesn't even say who the book actually was written by. So who knows? Uh-huh. Quite frankly. Um, well, we've got one more email here. Um, and this is going to be interesting. This is from Eagle Fang. Um, well, it's, it's, but his real name's Armin Zahir. Yes, it is. You're right at the bottom of the email. Uh, subject of this one is Rowan Atkinson for Big Finish. Dear Sir, Madam. Uh, very formal. Hi there. Hi there. Um, uh, as you might have known, Rowan Atkinson played the Doctor in the Comic Relief Special in 1999. After watching, it was a fun episode, and I fell in love with that Doctor, and I think the actor was portrayed uh, has portrayed him really well. I'd like you to consider bringing him as the Doctor again for Big Finish Audio. If you'd like me, I'd be glad to make you a Big Finish artwork cover for him. Just send ah. me some details. Armands are here. Well, I mean, I would love to to see Rowan Atkinson in Big Finish, but I dare say it would probably be incredibly difficult and probably incredibly expensive to to get him in. It would, and we wouldn't be able to cast him as the Doctor because, you know, we're we're not allowed to cast new Doctors in that sense. So um, it's a shame, isn't it? But it would be fun. Yeah, it would be great. I remember actually... I love his his sense of humour and his, his writing. Superb. When uh, we had that first Big Finish writers meeting, which is infamous for all sorts of reasons, Stephen Moffat was there, and and some people talked about you know Rowan Atkinson, and I don't think at that point we'd seen him in the comic relief thing, so I think Stephen knew he was going to be playing the Doctor, but couldn't yeah. say anything about it. Uh, anyway, that's it this week uh, for the emails. More listeners' emails next time, and don't forget. What you have to do is send them in an email, since they're listeners' emails, to podcast at bigfinish.com. I just received an email from Karen uh, at Big Finish telling me there weren't any sent today, which makes me very sad. So keep them coming! As regular listeners will know, it's round about this time that we let you know the Randomoid Selectatron is hotting up to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's a real thing. Uh, We haven't made it up. It exists. And you can use it yourself. That's right. Um, You can go to... uh, Let me get it up here. I have to retype it in. Uh, It's it's a difficult Mm. one, but you can use it yourself by going to uh, NEU... R-O-S-I-E, neurosi, dot github, G-I-T-H-U-B, dot I-O, slash, randomoid, R-A-N-D-O-M-O-I-D, dash, selectatron. That's right, it's select-o-tron. Enter that in, and you can actually just go through, and you can get your thing. Interestingly enough, I just clicked it to demonstrate it there, and it came up with Terrorhawks, Rentahawks, a free release. So, I mean, you just get that anyway, quite frankly. Um... But the yeah, randomoid selectron yeah. has get 25% been triggered. Off. Does that mean we have to pay them 25%? Yeah, yeah. here you go. Here's a fiver. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, it does exist. So do check that one out. It's uh, be a great way to get some discount. But only on this podcast, it, of course. You actually get the discount because if, if you know, otherwise yeah. it'd be the world's most stupid marketing thing ever. Just follow this link and just <laughs> in, just, just you just refresh until you get what you want. Yeah, it's a good point, Benji. Uh, meanwhile, let us enter the delights of our also available segment with Master Nemesis Express. Over to director Barnaby Kay. 
Hello, my name is Barnaby Kay and I am the director for this master box set. Our box set starts with Nemesis Express where we get introduced to this ship and how this ship works. It's all separated up into, into segments, a bit like a, a train, an enormous train. But there are particular sections of this ship for particular types of people. So there's, um, my favourite is the hedonist seg, where it's just party time, which we do visit. So we go into a club where it's sort of thumping music and, and uh, people having a great time. And you meet all of the characters that come through the, the following two stories. We meet the central computer character that is in uh, all three eps. It just sort of introduces us to the, to the life of this ship and how all these people um, uh, fit into it. And Vienna blags and then pushes her way on board because she's not on the manifest. So uh, she kind of uh, forces her way in. So almost from the first scene, she's a, she's a wanted woman because they, uh, they, they know that she's, uh, she's in the wrong place. My name's Robert Valentine and I'm the script editor for Master 2. So Vienna Salvatore is on assignment to locate a fugitive in the seamy rear segments of a long segmented spaceship called the Kairos, which is a ship that travels through the time vortex. And she comes across a young woman called Passion and they join forces when it becomes clear that by virtue of the ship's technology, the master has returned. And then they must make their way up through the ship together, through the wealthy compartments and uh, all the rest of it to whatever is waiting for them at the front of the ship. This is where we, we get the master back. He slowly starts off in the mind of passion, who is from the planet she's uh, from. She's known as a sensitive, which means she's very aware, obviously she's very aware of things. And so the master targets her and um, almost uses her to do his his bidding because he's a non-corporeal body. He's, he's in the ether. Hi, my name's Rob Whitelock and I wrote Nemesis Express for the second Master box set. Look at me. Look at me. Am I not terrible? What are you? I am the Master. Now lower your eyes and bow in the presence of greatness. There will be no mercy. Not this time, nor ever. No. No, no, please. In the first episode, you get this sort of, this hugely kind of grandiose, messianic kind of uh, personality from him. Much more messianic than you've seen him in casual encounters before. Uh, and certainly in the box, in the first box set. And then when he becomes more corporeal again, he becomes much more conversational. When you listen to him inside the matrix, the mind matrix of the Kairos, conversing with the computer again he becomes quite glib and so you see these different facets on the previous set in this series i wrote the opening story faustian which saw eric roberts master return and i think it was only the second script i ever wrote for big finish actually and i would loved the whole tone of that world and uh matt fitton and i worked together very well i think on it and uh it was also great to bring back this incarnation of the master and help invest him with a certain kind of uh majesty really and i think that sort of uh fallen angel aspect is something i've been keen to maintain as we progress with his new adventures i introduced myself as the director of this box set and that is in fact not entirely true since uh 
I have co-directed it with uh, Jason Haig Ellery, who got the um, the glory job of flying over to Los Angeles to record Eric Roberts and Chase Masterson. Chase, 2022 is 10-year anniversary of your character. So that seems to have gone very fast, doesn't it? Time lords fly. <laughs> time flies. Uh, wow, this has been an incredible space of time, partly because in space I started recording in England and now being here and working with Eric, it's it's been a fantastic journey, starting with Sylvester McCoy. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it cannot be understated to be able to work with classic guys like that. This guy ain't bad either. And of course, Eric, this is now 25 years of playing the master. I love the master so much because I love playing bad guys because I, I love I love how they're just so unforgiving. And he's the most unforgiving guy I've ever played. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type Nemesis Express into the search pane at the top to get on board with this thrill ride of epic proportions. Pretty soon now, we'll be giving you a free 15-minute drama tease of Rose Tyler, Dimension Cannon, starring Billy Piper. Uh, but first... It's the Random Point Selectatron giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Okay, what have you got on that incredibly complex URL that I had no idea it was so <laughs> complex? <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the Nightmare Fair. Oh, brilliant. Okay, here's the trailer. Yeah. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Lost Stories. The Nightmare Fair. Where are you? You can't be serious. Sure it is. It's candy sauce. Go on, try it. Ah, there you are. It's so good to see you, Doctor. I have been waiting for you for such a very, very long time. Oh, what a view! Doesn't look so special to me, Doctor. <laughs> Do we have to come all the way up this rusty old tower just to see that? You know I'm not good with heights. You can't come to Blackpool Perry and not go up Blackpool Tower? <laughs> oh, all right, mate. You gave me a scare there. What's happened to you? You're looking all right, Steve. It's after me! Get out of my way! It's coming! <laughs> Hang on, mate. I can help. No! Please! No! God. Something wrong here. What? That poor lady's lost her child. That's what's wrong. No, no, something else. The whole place, the whole feel of it. Like pieces on a board, my lord. You plot their every move exactly. And their predictability makes for a dull game, I fear. <laughs> but then they still don't know they're playing, do they? Doctor? What? Doctor? You didn't hear that? Hear what? Someone calling my name. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Lost stories, no less. Uh, for those that don't know, these are stories that might have been, uh, but never happened. This particular one is Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant uh, facing off against David Bailey as the Celestial Toymaker. Cock. 
Yeah, it's a great performance from David Bailey. He's sadly no longer with us, but um, yeah, brilliant. Give it, it, this is well worth it. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's not been discounted for quite some time. Uh, anyone else in it? Like, it's got Duncan Wisby in it, who's brilliant, and Toby Longworth, and, and Andrew Fettis. Oh, brilliant actor, old friend of mine from uh, Weekly Rep Days up in Nottingham. So, there you go. Now, uh, Benji, could you... Um, you know, while I emailed Jackie Emery at Big Finish to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to, uh, please explain how you get the 25% discount in the style of Eric Roberts's master. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, of course I could. <laughs> that sounds like Liberace. All you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> it does a bit, doesn't it? But that is what his master does sound like. He's very sort of slow like this. I Isn't see someone else is sounding like Bruce? Now. Bruce? standing at the window just go to bigfinish.com and go to podcasts and when you're on the podcast click read more dress for the occasion of course (laughs) (laughs) then click here and enter the code buck up b-u-c-k-u-p doctor Uh, enter it in and you'll get your discount simple as that really that was fairly straightforward wasn't it it was fairly straightforward it's it's, mm, I can't, it's sounding like someone else it wasn't doctor. necessarily Liberace I can't anyway well doctor. ran 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 we're much indebted to you next week's podcast is a Torchwood Bonanza that is a joke for people from my generation uh, featuring Torchwood I got it and I'm not your generation I'm, I'm a millennial yeah I know um, but you are strange uh, yes but in yes, all, all the best ways uh, Dorchwood SUV and uh, with Yanto and Tosh uh, stuck in a car I put card here because I couldn't type this morning <laughs> help help I'm stuck in a Christmas card don't give James Goss ideas actually do <laughs> that would be a good one James yeah a Christmas release with uh, the Torchwood team stuck in a Christmas card and Torchwood Soho the unbegotten amazing stuff featuring the undead and the spookiness of Ugh. Mandeville Walk not to be missed as always thank you for listening and remember nick what do we do uh what oh uh well why do we do it we do it (laughs) this is like liquid podcasting uh (laughs) for the love of stories and now rose tyler the dimension cannon 2 other worlds saltwater by alison winter
bad. Always a bonus. Home sweet. Home! Ow! Oh, sorry. Blimey! Charlie, how many more times? Play in the playground. You are right. Yeah, yes. I am so sorry. I can get you some ice. Don't worry, kids. So quiet today. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Do I know you? I don't know. Do you? Don't suppose you know a Jackie Tyler that lives here? Jackie Prentice? Maybe a Pete? Uh, didn't you hear? No. They died in the fire. They were the targets. What? Rose? Yeah. It's Control. All okay? Tell me she's not in the void. I'm fine. I'm just in the middle of something. Okay, you have 30 hours. Give us a shout if you need us. Rose? Ah, she's gone. Right, Jackie. Where were we? Please, no more of that incoherent data. Decoherence data. Now, according to Pete's notes, we're looking for these two lines to break even. What two lines? Those... Oh, there's one of them. Sorry, you were saying a fire? Pete and Jackie Tyler. The ones who died in the attack. You can see up there all the black. Three flats taken out. Look, I can get you some ice. I don't mind. Died. Both of them. You didn't say how you knew them. A uh, family. Friends. W- why were they targeted? The videos, we think. They were warned, but they never stopped trying to get the truth out. Truth about what? Oh, you know. Government cover-ups. Not stuff I believe in, mind. <laughs> Conspiracy stuff. National security issue in the end. Good old Pete. He shouldn't have got Jackie involved. I doubt he had a choice. Did you know him well? A bit. She was kind. Always friendly. She took Charlie once when I had to cover a shift and he was teething. Sorry. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Oh, it's fine. Just one of those faces. I'm so sorry. Must be horrible. What's your name? Sorry. Femi. Femi, I'm Rose. What kind of conspiracy stuff was Pete into, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, all kinds. Someone said he was into UFOs, but I don't think he was that far gone. (laughs) Crazy. And Jackie didn't seem the type to believe in aliens. They believed in aliens? Different round here without her. He might could live without. Still, I lit a candle for both of them in the crypt of remembrance. The Reverend set up a book for people to leave messages. She did a lovely service for them. So personal. You should take a look. Yeah, I think I will. Always the flipping hero, Pete Tyler, leaving us right in it. It's a Torchwood emergency, Jackie. Pete did show me what to do and it's all here. Somewhere. Oh, yeah? What's that green thing flashing for? Well, that thing? Ah, it's just a notification. I can turn it off. Nice! Might keep that one on, actually. Well, good to know my daughter's life's in your hands. Hello, church. Long time no reapers. Crypt of Remembrance downstairs. 
Right, Pete and Jackie, who are definitely not my parents. Let's see what people thought of you. So many. Thank you for all you did for us. We won't give up. Always in our hearts. Wow. <laughs> You'll be missed. We won't forget you, Jax. Pete, the bravest. You stood up when everyone else ran away. We love you. The world is a darker place without the Tylers. We'll keep the home fires burning. That's a bit insensitive. Very. Oh! Sorry. Are you... Reverend Georgina Stacy? Hi, I'm Rose. I'm... Sorry. Crying. There. Tissue. Thanks. Are you a relative? Uh, no. Just, um... Uh, wanted to pay my respects. Terrible thing. Yes. Did they have any children? No. Jackie once told me she came to be relieved that she hadn't brought a child into this world. Oh. I think given what she and Pete stood for, any child of theirs would have been in terrible danger. Yeah. Do you want to light a candle? It's all right if you don't have any change. I'm not keeping watch. Uh, yeah. Here. I heard good things. I mean, they fought for the truth, didn't they? They did. And they're not the only ones. You should know you're welcome here. You're safe here. Is that what you told them? They took their risks, as all of us have. What, are you like some kind of resistance? It was nice meeting you, Rose. Remember, if you don't have anywhere else to go after dark, we can accommodate you. Wait, please. Tell me about the aliens. Aliens? It was, it, it was in a video. Pete Tyler said something about aliens. I mean, I'm not into little green men or anything. Well, you never know. Pete believed our government had intelligence on alien life and that some of the events here on Earth can be attributed to extraterrestrial influence. And of course, if we can blame an external influence, then the world's leaders will have to stop blaming each other and stand down. No one would believe him, though. But if it was just some crackpot theory, why kill him? Why kill my... Jackie? He had many theories. Some were more believable. Nevertheless, we have strict laws around unauthorised broadcasts of any kind. Hold on, world leaders stand down from what? My dear, from the missile crisis. There's a missile crisis? Where in the world have you been that you don't know that? Not notice the empty streets? Most people have left, if they can. Gone to the country. It's why I offered you the shelter. After dark. I don't suppose these missiles are a nice, wholesome variety of definitely not nuclear? I'm afraid not. Then why are you still here? They need to evacuate the city. My responsibility is to my parish. For those who can't leave. Right, well, I can leave. It was lovely meeting you, but I have somewhere else I should be. Rose! There's still some time. I have a friend who's still trying the extraterrestrial angle to stop the strikes. If you want to help, which I think you do, then you might try talking to my friend, Clive Finch. You're kidding. Save lives, look to the skies! 
This is not an act of war by our neighbours. This is an unintentional consequence of off-world activity. We must not self-destruct over a misunderstanding. Clive! Who are you? Reverend Stacey sent me. R- right, well, keep your voice down. Everyone's listening. Oh, just about choir practice. And the alien interference. I need to know about that. You were told 15 people maximum. Uh, She's not with us, officer. I'd leave, madam, if I were you. I need to know why you think this is down to aliens. I need to know what you know. What have you seen? She's asking you for evidence, mate. The saltwater incidents. They seized all our data. Yeah, good luck, love. He shouts about aliens all day long, but when someone says, show me the evidence, all goes quiet. Uh, People go funny at the end of the world. It doesn't need to be the end of the world. But what is it? The alien thing? A a message? A ship? Have you seen a man in a suit? A man? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, someone who seems clever, anyone stepping up to deal with something, speaking very fast, wildly overconfident. Could you move on? If we're more than 15, they'll shut us down. Any excuse? If you don't want people talking to you, then why are you here? TV cameras. We've got to get the word out. Put up a show. Gives people hope. Like Pete Tyler's videos. You helped him, I can help you. Listen, love. I don't know you from Adam, and today's our last chance. They're evacuating everyone at sunset. Why? Deadline. President will have brokered peace, or he won't. So you're going to the church after dark? Who did you say you were? Shouldn't all these people be heading to a shelter? They refuse to leave. Say it's an assault on their freedoms. Seriously? I can't deny them their last liquid lunch. Why are so many police around? They're guarding the war rooms. The president. Anthony Gilbert would never leave. You like him? I respect him. He's a good man. Just out of his depth. So, how do you know Georgina? The Reverend? Oh, I, I don't. I didn't. I was paying my respects to Pete and Jackie, my parents. You're a Tyler? Well, I can see the resemblance, come to think of it. Yeah, he never mentioned you, makes sense, keeps you safe. Yeah, long distance parenting. So this resistance or whatever. Project Merrin, underground network, you said you could help. Tell me about the aliens. We used to have some pretty nifty equipment. Amateur radio astrologist in the group, you see. For a while we were picking up something, this... Thrum. And now there are reports of it from scientists all over the world. A thrum? It's a kind of sound your brain cancels out, like low-frequency engine noise. So people can hear it? Well, not everyone, but yes. More importantly, our instruments confirmed it. The thrum appears to be on a distinct schedule. Every 85.2 minutes for 94 seconds. But how is that alien? The signature is originating from space. It's a very distinct pattern indicating intelligence. When it happens, ships sink. What? That's why they're all pointing their missiles at each other. Battleships. They all think the enemy is sinking their boats. But how are the boats sinking? Sudden transformation from salt water to fresh water. Ship loses buoyancy, drops down into the fresh water and is overwhelmed before it can right itself. Sailors describe a sudden descent. And they say the water tasted sweet. The salt's just gone. Going. 
There are quadrillions of tons of salt in our oceans. Even so, the amount of salt that can vanish in one mining period is still a fair whack. Millions of tons every time. That technology does not exist on Earth. Teleported? Teleported. So something's in orbit sucking the salt out of the oceans and starting a war? It's further out in the solar system. We think it's a mining ship, likely a drone programmed to mine for salt. So it might not know the harm it's doing? No. And if it's not stopped, it will cause a mass extinction event in a matter of weeks. Great, now we've got two doomsdays. Nukes and stolen salt. The polar ice cap will lower in fresh water, causing the biggest tidal wave in history. Marine life will die, and marine algae accounts for more than half the world's photosynthesis. So without that, half the world's oxygen goes. Carbon dioxide dominates, and the greenhouse effect intensifies. Our climate and weather will polarise into fire and ice and will starve to death because the food chain will have collapsed. Unless we die in a natural disaster. And your plan is to hand out leaflets in front of a TV camera? I've been standing there every day like some ghoul hoping to appeal to someone to come forward but no one in government will admit they have that technology. National security. What technology? Their capability to communicate faster than light. That's advanced. If they admit to the presence of the mining ship, they'll have to admit to having the tech to observe it. Faster than light communication. I could send a message through time. Through all of time and space. He could hear me. Well, yeah. In theory, you could send it through the multiverse. If the decoherence equations hold up. What? I know, I know. I sound mad. There's something I need to tell you. 